ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما مزيدا اما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته tonight's lecture is very beneficial باذن الله and it's from kitab at-tib min sahih bukhari And before we mention anything the most important thing that we have to focus on is that of our beloved brother Abu Yusuf just me mentioned about strengthening our tawhid because when we implement tawhid in the right way we no longer become fearful we no longer have the problems that we have in our life because we depend on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we invoke allah and this topic is very important because also what is mentioned we congregate five times a day in the masjid on the masajid and you will find a lot of people are sick and they don't have to be sick and we see a lot of people not truly dependent on Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he ought to be depended on and you'll see that they are run to CVS and Rite Aid and all of these things but we are see the difference between our time and the time of the salaf one of the relatives of Aisha radiyallahu anha he only missed qiyam al-lay one time and that's the time that his leg got cut off or his foot got cut off of course they didn't have no cvs during those times and right aid and walgreen and things of that nature he told them when i'm in sujood then cut it off because he's closer to allah he's making supplication to allah unfortunately aina nahnu min haulai where are we from the salaf so therefore is a must to reflect on this and if you look at kitab at-tib 
you'll see that those chapters before that he started by having the book of food and then another chapter then another chapter and then he had the book of drinks and then he had the book of patient until you come to the book of medicine why do you think it's like that why did he precede the book of food before the book of medicine huh anyone Okay, good. Huh. Complex food, complex medicine. You have to eat. And this is the highlighting point. We only study in medicine so that we can become strong and worship Allah the way he ought to be worshipped and to minimize our sickness and even Allah he give you whatever you were doing in your time of healthiness and well-being he give you that reward when you want, when you sick but the bottom line is who want to be sick if they can be well Right. And then you have other people saying, you get sick and you study medicine. It's as though I don't sin. Because when you what? Sick? What? You get some sins dropped off. So how are we going to make statements like that except like our beloved and our elder and knowledge what he said is because our Tawheed is deficient. So we need to eat those proper things because after the book of food, he start to talk about those things that you sacrifice. Until you get up to the book of drinks. And when you eating and drinking, you're going to become sick. So now we have the book of medicine. The book of medicine, Kitab Tib. The book of medicine. If we ponder over this, we have less illness. And we depend on Allah more. And our households, ourselves and our households and our community will be uplifted. And the kuffar will be able to benefit from us even more. Because even though we may sell them medicine or we may tell them something about medicine, the origin is, get your Tawheed right.
and you will become less sick. Because we forgot that Shaitan, he wants you to become sick anyway. Why? So that you can minimize your worship. And he runs through the blood of the children of Adam. And we'll make mention of some things. So anyway, inshallah, shifa lahum tariqan. That cureness or treatment, it comes in two ways that are the most beneficial way for us as Muslims. The first way is by reciting those ayat or those supplications or the recitation of the Qur'an. Because the Qur'an is a shifa for the believers. So the most important thing we want to clean is our hearts. So if we don't believe in the book of Allah, increase our recitation in the book of Allah, ponder over the book of Allah, and implement the book of Allah, and I miss one thing, then how can we give the advice to the book of Allah? When the Prophet said, Ad-Din al-Nasiha. When we read the book of Allah, we start reading about what Yusuf went through. And those people that preceded him, then what? We'll be better individuals. Like we always mention. And it's worth mentioning until Yawm Qiyamah because it's the revelation of Allah. When Ibrahim salam, took Um Ismail and Ismail and dropped them in the valley in Mecca and he left and she was calling him he didn't answer her. And she was calling him. He didn't answer her. She said, Allah, Amaraki, Amaraka. Did Allah command you to leave me here? And he said, yeah. Unfortunately, us, what we do? We have come back. Oh, baby, you need this. Oh, baby, you are right. Oh, baby, all right. He answered the question and kept stepping because he was obligated to be obedient to Allah. And that's what we want to talk about. But before we talk about that, so we use those supplications or the Quran for means of treatment. And I'm not talking about putting the Quran around your neck and thinking it's going to cure you. We're not talking about that. And if we understand it like that, 
That means we really need to go back to Kitab al-Tawheed and ponder over it. And the second thing is by using those natural things, either by way that it came and explained in the Qur'an, And what chapter you will get a lot of natural things in. And the Imam, our beloved brother, may mention of one of the most important ayats in there. Right. It's the chapter of blessing. Allah started off with Tawheed. And then after that, he started mentioning about olives and honey and mentioning the cattle and, uh, you know, the skin of the cattle and things of that nature, and then he's ending it up with the male and the female that believes in Allah and do righteous deed, then he will have a good life. Why will he have a good life? Because everything is based on Tawheed. His foundation is solid. So why are we sick? That's what we're going to come to. We don't need to be sick. So these are the two ways that are the most precise treatment. And outside of that, by way of experiment. By way of experiment. Y'all with us? So anyway. There's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when he said, وَأَنْ قُطْبَ إِبْنْ مَالِكَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهِ قَالْ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَسَلَمْ يَقُولُ The Qutba ibn Malik said that the Prophet used to always say, Allahumma جَنَّبَنِي مُنْكَرَاتِ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَالْأَعْمَالِ وَالْأَهْوَاءِ وَالْأَدْوِيَةِ أَخْرَجُمْ تُنْمِذِي That the Prophet ﷺ used to always say, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from evil or wicked character and deeds and lustful desires and from disease. Supplication as Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala as our beloved and elder and knowledge may mention that Shaykh al-Islam Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah may mention that the most useful or beneficial medicine is supplication to Allah. Supplicating to Allah. And Allah Azawajal says, if my memory serves me correct, Allahumma barik, Oh Allah, bless the early risers. 
Does that have any effect on our health? Why? They're most likely to? Good. The ones that wake up early, they're taken in the footsteps of the bird. And depending on Allah. If we depend on Allah, the right way we'll depend on Allah like the birds. They leave early in the morning and return at sunset. Now do they beg anybody? Slide me a dove. And I'll see you next Friday. Yo, Abdullah! Let me get a half a man. And I'll see you tomorrow at this time. But rather they'll walk past you and they won't ask you for nothing. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he laid it out. As it relates to this hadith, bless the early risers. Y'all with me, right? I hope I ain't lose you. Because there's another hadith in connection to that. Pay attention, Barakallah Fikum. And one day, one night, the Prophet came out, and it was late. And the companions were sitting like you. And they were nodding. And then after that, they got up and they made the salah. What does that have to deal with health? So the highlighting point before we go on, the reason why I stress it, and why I was in Yemen, One of our beloved brothers, Musa, Nasallahu and Yubarak Fihi, he said, concentrate on one or two things and be busy. So my textbook was Bulugh Maram. And this is one of the hadith that I came across. And many other ahadith that I was going through a time that I moved from the, the north to the south in Hadaramot. And it was extremely hot. And my son in the back was just born. And he kept getting sick. And each time you gotta pay out your pocket. You gotta pay. You gotta give it up. There ain't no, ain't no comeback. I'll see you next week. Let me write it on the books. No, you write that on the books from the store, but the hospital, you gotta pay. And a relative of mine sent me some pills Call Rahmani. But specifically, that deals with fevers and heat. And I stopped going to the hospital. 
But it didn't stop me. So as I start to study Islam and started study medicine, these hadith kept popping up. And one lady will come to me that was in the neighborhood because people used to direct them to me and the mubah, what you call it, mubaharat or the, the big store that they sell cinnamon and ginger and uh, karakum and all of these things, they sell it. The number one person that's in there is the Indians. Muslim and all Muslim. So I send people there, and they used to say, the doctor sent you, huh? But anyway, she used to say, why? Why I'm chewing from the wall? Why, why I like to chew that? And we'll talk about it later. But the bottom line after that, I have to depend on natural food. Because getting medicine there, it took me three years. One of the hadith, if we get to Ud al-Qis or Ud hindi it took me three years to find it because they used the common name. It took me three years. And don't say we don't need it. Today our brother said, I can't come to the masjid. Can you help out on my responsibility to the, to the end? May Allah cure him. And later I called him by mistake. And then after that I said, okay, well how you doing anyway? I'm having excruciating pains, abdominal pains. And the first thing I thought about is, Ud al-Qis. That the Prophet says, it is good for seven diseases in your stomach. And when there was a medical exchange between China and Yemen, and the first medicinal properties that come from China to the Arab world, it came through Yemen first. And then Yemen dissem disseminated amongst the Arabs. They gave them ginger, cinnamon, they gave them that. But the Arabs gave them Udin Hindi and Frankincense and myrrh and dragon blood. And then this individual went to China and set up an Islamic hospital and taught them about this. As it was well known that China and the Japanese, they went to every country around them and treated the people of well status and high status. And then they came to Yemen years, years later. So it was known. And it's always known that what? That you're always going to travel. You're always going to do business. Not you, but someone around you going to do it. So anyway, he was bending over. I said, you need Ud Hindi because it stops abdominal pain. And the thing is, 
We're running away from the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet. It is right there. But we choose to, you know, let me, let me go to CVS. Let me go this. So anyway, they were, their heads was nodding. And the Prophet came up and they made Salat and they didn't make wudu. They made Salat just like that. The highlight and point is that night is, as Allah may mention, night is relaxation and that mood. But the criminals in our society come out at nighttime. People practice wickedness at nighttime. Whereas the believer should be in his house or going to sleep or talking to his family. Not on the street corners. And we'll make mention about talking about the families later. That is very important. So the bottom line is, if we are in the house at the time that we're supposed to, because the Prophet discouraged sleeping before what salah? Okay? Because Isha, you should go home and go to sleep. If we go to sleep the proper time, or if we memorize like Abi Harera, and the Prophet instructed him to do what before he go to sleep? Make his witter. But we don't sleep at night time, and we eat at night time. Then Ibn Rahim Allah Ta'ala may mention, if you eat a heavy meal at night, take a walk, so it won't prevent you from getting up for Fajr. What did the Prophet ask Allah to bless? The early risers. So we go to sleep early and do what we have to do. We'll see that we won't be as sick as we are. Why? Because our body is being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willingly. And Allah will aid us. Because we have the text from Kitab and Sunnah. This is the way the Muslim regulates his life. And you will see, as it comes in chapter 7, something related to this as well. So anyway... Also the Prophet ﷺ, He left a hadith that are very beneficial for us. Another major way that it aids us in staying well is being obedient to Allah. When we be obedient to Allah, our sickness is minimized. From the well-known hadith, إِنَّ الْحَلَالِ بَيِّنْ وَإِنَّ حَرَامٍ بَيِّنْ This hadith of Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu anhu, when the Prophet died, he was 13 years of age. And after the Prophet died, he informed the ummah of this hadith that he heard from the Prophet. He was 13. 
being around the Prophet. So Allah aided them and put barakah in their life because what? Didn't the Prophet ﷺ mention that on Yom Qiyamah there are going to be seven people shaded on the, on the day is no shade except the shade of Allah? One of those individuals what? That remember Allah in this time of youth. Where is our youth? Look in the prison says the majority of them are facing double life at 22. Why? Because our elders are not avazing them. Because our households, because of our environments. Because we're not going out and giving them. We seeing somebody standing up and posting up on the corner, that's our obligation to call them. What did Abdul, Sheikh Abdul Razak may mention of someone from India? He called a thousand people to Islam one by one. And he studied them. If they had emotional problems, they had this, and then after that he went up to them and he started talking to them. He said if it went past in half an hour, in most cases they accepted Islam, he took them to the nearest masjid and told the imam of that masjid, you are responsible for aiding this individual. Where are we? How many, how many people accepted Islam by us? So obedience lead to nothing but more obedience. And definitely, Allah is going to preserve you. Because in this hadith, there's a piece, there's a piece of flesh in his body. The most important thing that Sheikh Saleh al-Fawzan may mention concerning this hadith, that I see people taking their children around the world to find a cure. But only if they will reflect on this hadith, they won't need to do that. What is that? To rectify the heart, to clean the heart. If you clean the heart, what? Your speech and your action is going to reflect that which is in your heart. Muslims are walking around cussing and you Why? Because of his weak iman. Laysa lil mu'min an tan'an. To the end of the hadith. That the Muslim is not someone that cuss and use foul speech. That's not a believer. So if our heart is constantly going through purification and strengthening, we'll see that we'll be less sick. Why? Because another hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, Shahid, he was one day behind the Prophet And when the Prophet died, he was 10 years of age. Some say 15, but that which is authentic, he was 10 years of age. And the Prophet said he wanted to teach him some words of advice. And we study this hadith. You see that this hadith is filled with nothing but tawheed. Depending on Allah. And other than that. The highlighting point is. If you are obedient to Allah. 
to the best of your capability and detach and ward off and denounce and reject disobedience, then Allah, as the ulama say, that Allah will preserve you, your religion, your wealth, and your offsprings. We might not can't visualize that. Or we can't bring it home. But wasn't Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, when he accepted Islam, wasn't he with the first one that gave his wealth? Wasn't he, wasn't he the one that offered and gave his daughter to the Prophet? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Zubair. And we see Asma. As I came across this while I was in Yemen, we seen Asma bint Abi Bakr. She died when she was a hundred years of age. And she had a sound mind. And all of her teeth. That's a clear proof that Allah is going to preserve you. So the more we are obedient, the more Allah is going to aid us. So why do we, why are we so quick to run to CVS? Isn't the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ more beloved to us than CVS and what is in it? We see in another hadith of the Prophet والسلام, as it comes on Abi Harir radiallahu anh, and Muslim, Qurba min Qurban dunya, nafas Allah anhum Qurba min Qurban yom qiyamah. Woman yassar ala mu'asir, yassar Allah alayhim fi dunya wal akhir. Al-Hadith. Whoever remove something that is stressful for a believer or remove anxiety, then Allah remove that from you on Yom Al-Qiyam. And whoever paid the debt of the one that is stressing out about how I'm going to get that money and take care of this debt, then Allah will remove a burden from you in this world and the hereafter. Keep that hadith in mind. Y'all with us? The hadith of Abi Huraira radiallahu anh ليس شديد السرعة ليس ليس شديد السرعة إنما شديد الذي يملك نفسك عند القدر. التشكام ليس مؤمن ليس شديد المؤمن. I think I'm missing the word مؤمن. That the strong believer is not the one that can wrestle someone, but the strong believer is someone that 
can control his anger. Y'all with us? Y'all got that? Also on authority of Abi Harira, قَالَ لَا تَقْدَى And he repeated it three times. Y'all with us? The Prophet says, إِذَا قَاتِلْ أَحَدَكُمْ فَلْيَجْتَنِبْ وَجْهِ If you fight someone, then stay away from hitting in the face. Y'all with us? Y'all with us? I hope y'all didn't forget that. Y'all with us? وَيْلٌ لِلَّذِي يُحَدِّثْ فَيَكْذِبْ لِيَضْحِكْ بِهِنْ قَوْمٌ وَيْلُوا لَهُ ثُمَّ وَيْلُوا لَهُ أَخْرَجْهُمْ ثَلَاثَةَ وَإِسْنَادُهُ قَوْمٍ Woe to him who lies intentionally so he can get the people to laugh. Woe to him, woe to him. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Y'all didn't forget that, right? Y'all ain't forget it, huh? إِذَا كُنْتُ ثَلَاثًا If you are three, then don't start talking to individuals, to one another, leaving the third out. Perchance that's going to get him to be saddened. Y'all with us? Y'all didn't forget me, right? If you are in a company of three, then two individuals should not speak with one another unless they got permission for the third. Otherwise, if they didn't get permission, you're going to lead him in a sad state. Y'all with us? The woman, if she become the widow, how many days she gets to reflect over her ex-husband? Okay, after that what? After that she has to what? Huh? Huh? No, I don't know. He said four months and, and ten days. After that, it's a Okay, so translate for that for me. She can cry over her ex-husband from that amount of days. After that, what does she, what is she commanded to do? Well, she can beautify herself. Beautify herself, good. Uh-huh. But, the, uh, okay, 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 something, something, something with that, huh? Huh? Okay, get married. The highlighting point, go on with your life. Stop crying, go on with your life. Y'all with us, right? Y'all ain't forget the narration, right? The Prophet ﷺ, he used to 
He married Aisha and she was what? Uh, okay, what was her status as it relates to a married person and a first time getting married, married before? What was her status? Virgin. Okay, the prophet used to what with her? He used to foot race with her, right? Jabba ibn Abdullah, uh, I believe had a lot of daughters or something of this nature. Sisters. And uh, he got married to a woman that wasn't a virgin. What did the prophet instruct him to do? Why didn't you marry a virgin? Because? You'll play with her, she'll play with you. Y'all with me? Okay. Y'all with me? I believe the ayat is La taqtulu awlad khashiyam min amlak Do not kill your children for fear of poverty. The Prophet والسلام, as Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says Ya Rasulullah ayyudham a'adham Qala an taj'alillahi niddim wa huwa khalaqa Tuntu thumma ayyu that you will kill your child. Uh, the first, you know, don't put uh, Allah, uh, anyone on the same level as Allah. Because He's the one that created you. And that goes back to the ayat in Baqarah. Read it and ponder over it. The first command in the book of Allah. In Baqarah, when Allah commanded us to worship your Lord to the end, right? Ponder over that. Because Allah end up that He says, If you know Allah is the creator, why you want to put someone on an equal level as Allah? And you know this. Why? So anyway, to the hadith, the next uh, 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 I think towards the end it was because there's another one. Um to kill your son because you fear y'all going to share the same meal. From all of those ahadith that we mentioned, can you point out four things? Four wording that we want to stress as it relates to our health. Huh? Uh, having a, well, I want to point out two things. Having a strong tawheed helps with the relationship with the family. Okay, good. Okay, good. But from those, okay, uh, yeah, but that's not the answer. Good. That, that's excellent. That's what we need, cause that's the foundation, but that's not what we want. Huh? Okay, due to what? What's the highlighting point in there? Uh, fear of poverty. Okay, fear. Okay, so now I want you to draw this in your mind. Anger. Y'all forgot, right? Let up, up. Laysa shadid al mu'min. Laysa surah. Laysa shadid. Be surah, right? The strong believer is not the one that can wrestle someone, but the one that can prevent his soul 
from the blameworthy anger, right? He prevents it. Uh, which, if you fight someone, then stay away from. What's the highlighting point? What's the highlighting point? Controlling your anger. Because the anger is going to get you to fight. Y'all with us? Okay. So we have anger uh, and we have fear. So I want you to put anger, the first thing. Anger. And the second thing I want you to put, plan with your wife. And then the comedian. Y'all with us? So anger, happiness. Then after that, I want you to put pensiveness or excessive worry. Excuse me, excessive thinking. And then after that, we said, if you are in group of three and two people start speaking without the other one, what that one just left out, what are you going to start saying? I know that. I know that. I know they ain't talking about me. I, no, no, no. I know they ain't talking about me. Right? So also, speaking another language and he doesn't understand. So the highlighting point that we want to extract is going to get him to be sad. Y'all with us? So we have, we have, Anger. We have happiness. We have excessive thinking. We have sadness. And also about move on with your life. After your husband, you gotta move on. Go ahead and put on that. I had to put on that makeup now. Go ahead. Right? Hey. You gotta get married. Right? Or you should get married, right? All depends on our circumstances, right? Huh? And the last one is fear. Okay, now you have five emotional states, we call it. For the anger is liver. For the heart, excessive anger is the liver. Excessive happiness is the heart. Excessive thinking is the spleen. Excessive sadness is the lungs. Excessive fear is the kidneys. If you have excessive fear, you can't get pregnant. Well, where are we going to feed them? Where are we going to live? How long are we going to be here? Why are we going overseas? Uh, how many books are you going to get? Why you can't take them up time? Why you can't do this? Well, why you ain't working? Why you keep cutting your job? Right? And it all comes back to who? If we were obedient and we follow in the footsteps of Ibrahim, we wouldn't have to worry about that. Why? When he, when she said, Um Ismail, did Allah command you? What? She had nothing to say. 
If you left me in this valley because Allah commanded me, I don't have nothing to worry about. But the women are worrying about too much because we ain't doing our jobs. I'm not talking about flexing. I'm talking about doing our jobs. That's part of the job. That's not the job. What prophet was it? Was it Yaqub? Was it Yaqub? What will you worship after me? And Bakara? What did they like? What? That family was built upon what? Tawheed. What did they say in Kitab al-Tawheed? When you don't commit shirk, you become fearless. You don't have to worry about nothing. Why? Because of the Tawheed. So that, that excessive fear, why you can't get pregnant? Because one thing that the kidneys hate is cold. The kidneys hate cold. Cold. Remember those three men that came to the Prophet And they said, we ain't on the status of the Prophet. You know what? I'm going to stay away from this marriage. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stay up all night. Man, man I'm going to fast every... I'm going to fast that continuous fast. But what did the other one say? Or in another narration? Man, I, man, I'm going to stay away from that meat. And the prophet said, And I ate that meat. Why? Because what does meat do? It warms your body. What the vacancy? Oh, yeah. Just depend on Allah. You want to tell me every place in the dunya, it talks about what? It, it talks about meat is bad? What did Allah may mention in Nahar? Then he may mention about the cattle that you eat and the benefit that comes from the cattle. He didn't make mention of that before he made mention of Tawheed. So we become sick what? When we abandon our religion. When things start to creep up in it. That with us? So yes, we should eat meat, but the problem is the ones that do eat meat, we eat it too much. You're supposed to have a handful, not a whole plate. What the kufar do? In the summertime, they have what? Meat? All of this meat. They got their vodka. And plus they kufar. And they, that's why they beat the, those people they with. That's why they got so much violent. You talking about it's hot outside and meat heat your body up and now you got that vodka in you? That's why we got problems. But the prophet says, cool, what should I what this with the sub to be ready to sir for la machila? 
eat what? And on balance. So anyway, before we make mention of that, so we have fear. So the thing is you have to warm your body up, right? Warm it up, right? In order for the woman to get pregnant, right? So she eat meat. And also, being playful with her. And aids in that process, inshallah. Couple of more years, inshallah. <laughs> maybe, maybe next year. Maybe six months. You'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Y'all with us? Why? Because the woman is the fluids. And the man is the fire. If you can't heat up the water, who wants cold water? Because the origin is that we eat, when we eat, we cook. That's the origin. Because it's better for your digestive system. Yeah, with us? So then after that, uh, we, we talked about the, the, we talked about the fear, but the, the anger, which is on the first part of the chart, it harms the liver. Why? Majority of the emotional problems harms or affect your liver. And you let the main thing your liver is responsible for is storing the blood and making sure that you have a smooth flow of energy throughout your body. And the rule is, okay, so you need a smooth flow of energy, right? Yeah, what was? Right? What pushes the blood, the energy? Okay. New terminology. The energy pushes the blood. Okay? Yeah, what was? So the principle in medicine is when energy and blood flows, illness goes. How many people are married? Certain times, your wife is not, is not, is impermissible for her to pray, right or wrong? And you all find is that they are more playful and friendly during this time. The Prophet says, do everything except nikah. Every six, Everything except the true intimacy. Why? Because when that energy and blood is flowing, illness goes. And you'll find them commit to the end. Or you'll find them more talkative. But you didn't get the hint. Because some women, they don't, they don't want to tell you. You're supposed to know. That means come here. So the highlight and point is that when you get angry, it affects your liver. And the liver have to make sure that there's smooth flow. And most of the time if you eat and you are angry, afterwards, 
You will feel nausea or you will throw up. Why? Because the main thing for the liver is to supply what? Smooth flow of energy throughout your body. Because if there's smooth flow of energy throughout your body, the blood is going to go right behind it. Illness goes. So what happens? We don't understand. What is liver? Okay, we don't understand it. But the thing is, the liver now begins to attack. When you don't regulate your emotions, that's why the Prophet said, الدين النصيحة And then the other hadith, حق مسلم على مسلم ستة Right? The right of upon another Muslim are six until you come to the statement, if they seek advice, then advise him. Then the other hadith that we may mention, whoever relieves a hardship from a believer, then Allah will relieve a hardship from him in this world and the hereafter. And whoever removes anxiety or stress, then Allah uh, from this world, Allah will relieve it from this world and the next world. So the believer is what? Someone that advises people. When you talk, because the Prophet every day after Isha used to talk to his wife. And remember what we said about fear. Fear is the thing that prevents the woman from getting pregnant. So if you're not talking to the woman, how, what state are you leaving them in? And like Sheikh Abdul Razak may mention, go back to your book, he may mention of a very important point on the righteous wife characteristics of the righteous wife that majority of the time the woman uh, the, the, the children are with the woman so if she's not righteous what we have a society that won't be righteous because the children are our future so most of the problems or most of the sickness at some point it returns back to the men we're not being men Not talking to our wives, not talking to our children. The proof is the hadith, what is it? Um Zura'ah. About those, what was it, 13 people? 11 people? That they, that, what? At the, read the end of the hadith. The shahid, the highlighting point is what? He was talking to his wife. And if the brothers are not talking to the sisters, not talking to the mothers, then when he get married, or the son, when he gets married, he's not talking to the people in his house, the father not talking to them. So what's going to happen? When he get married, he's going to do the same thing. Okay, a woman may say, I'm not talkative. But when you get married... Things have degrees. <coughs> And that what makes the marriage happy is the man doing his obligation, educating the dean wise, providing for her, being compassionate. Right? Being compassionate. Right? You with us? And not flip-flopping like the woman. When she get mad, I get mad. When she get happy, I get happy. That's not a man. How is she going to have stability? How is she going to lean on you for the support if you flip-flopping like her? 
If you always tired, if you always, if you don't increase in your ibadah, you're going to be tired. If you constantly eating, you're going to be tired. Constantly you're going to be tired. If you're not talking to your wife, you're going to be tired. If you're not doing your obligation, you're going to be tired. So now, the woman, she hates you. So now, it returns back to what? Returns back to the heart now. Then not the prophet says at that oppression is going to be degrees or levels of darkness on that day. We can't oppress those Muslim women when we take them hands and mouth. We can't oppress them. So now the sickness comes in because we have strayed from the obedience of Allah. Y'all with me? So what five emotions we mentioned? Huh? In order. Liver, excessive anger, this uh, harms the liver, right? So that's all of the emotional problems, right? Like the anger, right? But anger is in two. That which you let out and that which you suppress. And that which is worse is what? That's what you suppress. So if you're not talking to them, you're not being playful with them, not joking with them, right? In a, in a right way, right? This is going to keep the woman what? Sad. And she's, she, and that's why we see what? Some of these things that happen, them 13 stabbings, those 20 that dumped the whole book, that be that rage. But in as soon as a healing, if only we implement it. And then the excessive happiness, it kills your heart. And excessive thinking it harms your spleen. Now we want to talk about that, the details. An excessive sadness. What's one thing that uh, the lungs is responsible for? Pump, pump. Huh? Pumping blood. Oxygen. Oxygen, right? Right? So it's resp- so if you always sad or you always sleeping because you sad, what? Is the energy and bu- uh, energy and blood flowing? When energy and blood flows, what goes? Illness. So that excessive sadness, uh, one of my ex-neighbor, non-Muslim, her husband had died five years ago, and she's way older than me, maybe about 10, maybe 15. She's 115 pounds. Because she's still crying after five years. <laughs> but in the sunnah, you did what you have to do naturally, grieve over your husband, 
But after that time, it's time to move on. You got worship to do. You got to get closer to Allah. That's not the end of the day. The Prophet Abu Bakr laid that down for us already. Omar was saying, <laughs> don't say the Prophet died. He came in and stopped it. Woman can a Yabudu Muhammad fin don't cut back. Whoever worshiped Muhammad, he died. <laughs> and no doubt about it, he died. Woman can a Yabudu Aladi fi Samafa in the Humhayu Layumut. But whoever worshiped the one that is above the heavens, he never dies. Yes, we're going to cry because the Prophet died and the, the good that he did, but what? It's time to move on. We got to worship Allah. Allah created us to worship Him. Time to go on. That's why we're sick. We read these ahadith and these ayats and we just ask, oh, okay, I'm finished. That's why Sheikh Salih Fawzan said what? The one that doesn't ponder over the book of Allah and get its true meaning, what? He have deceived and given uh, the advice to the book of Allah. He have deceived. Doesn't ponder and implement. He gives about five things. Y'all with us? Huh? Yes. Tell you. So all of these, and there's much more, Yanni, and proof that Allah is a wajah. We'll move on with a couple of more and without a long explanation. The proof that Allah, the more you're obedient to Allah, Allah will increase it. The Prophet says, مَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يُبْسَطُ اللَّهُ فِي رِسْقِهِ وَأَنْ يُنْسَأُ اللَّهُ فِي أَثْرِهِ فَيَسِعْ رَحْمٍ Whoever want his lifespan extended and more provisions, then let him maintain a relationship with his relatives. The scholars different as it relates to the true meaning of that, but some of the scholars say, no, it means increase. That comes by in Jazam and Jensen Amen. When you're obedient to Allah, Allah, Allah's not gonna forsake you. Allah's gonna preserve you and your religion and your mind. What do we make mention about Asmat? Asmat, a hundred years of age and had a sound mind. And all of her teeth. What happened with the, the guy that was 147 in Indonesia, the longest man in history? He was like, just don't take me to the hospital. Why? He want to die. But the one that are Salafi and raised upon it and implemented and called to it and is firm upon it, he have little illness, and then and then when he does have the illness, he's calling on Allah. Tell you the other hadith by being disobedient or in opposition to the command of the Prophet or Allah, we become sick, and that is eluded from this hadith. Kullu Tayyab 
Do not eat, drink, dress, and give charity without being excessive. When you be excessive, what? Make you sick. The people that are wasteful, they are from the what? The brothers of what? The shayateen, right? Tayyip, by being disobedient to the Prophet, it makes sickness or illness in our communities. From the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, the third thing that he may mention about the worst sins is to sleep with your neighbor. Why? Because your neighbor is close to you. So now you get close to your neighbor and deceiving your neighbor, so you can disobey Allah. Know of us? That brings number sickness. And we don't have to go on. That's number sickness. Fornication, adultery, sickness. What did Ibn Hajar Skalani may mention in Baluk about good treatment to the wife? What did he make mention? Not going through the wrong entrance. That's showing good treatment to your wife. The opposite is what? It brings illness. And the last, there are many more, but the last hadith that we may mention, and also about imitating the kuffar, that's as it relates to the belief, right? But the last one we may mention is, there is not a vessel that is more evil to fill from the children of Adam except this stomach. And then the meaning of the hadith, it goes on, you should leave a third from food and drink and air. When we fill our stomachs like that, we become sick. So we'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, we'll go directly from the book. I just want to, uh, there was an introduction proving some of uh, the things that will aid us uh, and will cure our sickness. And it's a, a commentary on our beloved elder knowledge. And the imam of this masjid, that he made mention of the class before this class, uh, about making sure that our tawheed is our foundation, and it's a strong foundation. And the other thing is, stop running to CVS. We, al-Islam huwa istislamu lillahi bit-tawheed. And part of our tawheed is dependent on Allah. We have to really depend on Allah. So we stop there, inshallah ta'ala. So that's why we want to take a look at this book. And inshallah ta'ala, there's going to be terminology, new terminologies. Please don't get discouraged. If you have a question, please just jot it down and bring it up so that we can try to clarify to the best of our capability. We ask Allah to forgive us of our sins and allow us to die. And He is pleased with all of us and to minimize our shortcomings.